Hello, and welcome to A Call for Love. I believe the most powerful gift you can offer yourself is to give and receive love more freely. I'm your host, Linda Orsini, meditation guide and spiritual coach. Everyone has the desire to be seen, heard, respected, and loved. The journey to becoming more connected to your greater purpose lies within the ability to live from the deep source of love within you. Let's begin. Hello and welcome back, friends, to another episode of A Call for Love. Today, I have a remarkable guest joining us because she is someone who I hold dear to my heart. She is my mentor in hypnotherapy, and her mission is nothing short of healing the world. Melissa Dealey is a true advocate for the belief that chronic illness does not have to be a life sentence. She's dedicated her life to understanding the body's incredible capacity for self-healing, and she's on a mission to share this knowledge with the world. We've been talking, and she calls herself a friendly toxin slayer. Did you hear that? A friendly toxin slayer. I love it. We have so much in common because she helps people detox the emotional, physical, mental, and spiritual body. So I'm really happy to have you here today, Melissa. Welcome to A Call for Love. Thank you so much for having me, Linda. I'm excited to be here and have this conversation with you because, of course, I love you immensely, too. Let's so beautiful. I love it. Very good energy. It's going to be a great show. I would like to begin with something that I am so fascinated with, and you have really helped me dive into this even further. Hypnotherapy, but more so than hypnotherapy, our mind, our mind is such a wondrous thing, right? It is. It absolutely is. And so most people, when they think of their mind, they think of their conscious mind. And what I love to dive into what we're learning more and more about is our unconscious mind. And our unconscious mind actually makes up 90% of our mind versus the 10% that our conscious mind makes up, which means we have so many more resources available to us when we use the tools of the unconscious mind. And yet we're only taught the tools of the conscious mind going through our regular school system. And everybody knows our conscious mind is our thinking, problem solving, logical mind. And that's why we're taught that in the school system. It's also our goal setter. Our unconscious mind, on the other hand, is our goal getter because it has access to so many more resources to help us get those resources in hand and be able to resolve whatever that problem is or achieve our goal, as well as it is in charge of preserving our body, running our body, despite what we do to our body, ourselves in our everyday lives, and storing all of our memories without judgment, as if we had a file cabinet in our head and every single experience we ever have just gets stored there for later access by the conscious mind if needed. And through the power of our unconscious mind, we are actually creating our own reality every single day. And when I first learned that, that blew really my mind. That's really scary, isn't it? <laughs> That's how much control, if you want to use that word, we have over our own lives through our mind. And the reason that I can say that is that 
we are taking in 12 million bits per second of information every single day. Now, that is a lot of information every second through our senses. And that is just too much for our brain to deal with and our mind, really. And so it has to delete, distort, and generalize through our filters down to a manageable amount. And here's a funny little fun fact for you. Just 20 years ago, we were only taking in 2 million bits per second. So in 20 years, that's increased from 2 million to 12 million because of all of our devices. Crazy, right? And so that's even more compression for our mind to be able to get that down to a manageable amount that it can work with. And that manageable amount is somewhere between 128 to 134 bits per second. And it will delete, distort, and generalize through our filters. And every human being has the same category of filters. And those are our memories, our values and beliefs, our attitudes, our decisions, our meta programs, how we associate with time, matter, space, energy, etc. And what's in those filters is different for every single one of us. Because no two of us have ever had identical experiences throughout our time on this planet. And so as a result, as our mind deletes, distorts, and generalizes through these filters, it then comes up with an internal representation or the movie screen in our head, in our mind's eye, where we can vision that experience we just had or go back five years and vision a holiday you went on or go back to your 18th birthday party. A friend of mine's son was turning 18 yesterday and it took me right back. I was there in my garden at my 18th birthday party. I could see the whole thing. And it felt like just yesterday. We can all do that because of the power of our unconscious mind. But what's also fascinating is because our filters are different, that we can have the same experience as our friends, go to a concert with 49,999 people and walk away from that concert with our friends and tell other people about it. And what we share is different to what our friends share. And we've all experienced this as well. You tell a story and someone else who was there goes, no, that's not what happened. This is what happened. And they tell their version. And somebody else might be there and go, wait, what? No, this happened. Because we're all creating our own version of reality every single day. And what's beautiful about that is that if you don't like your reality, we can change it. We can change that internal representation. So if you have an internal representation from your past that, you know, brings up unhappy memories, let's change that for you. Because those internal representation do impact how we feel. And how we feel impacts our physiology and our health. There's so much research that shows happier people have a stronger immune system, therefore they live longer. So with all the latest science and understanding the power of our mind, we're absolutely impacting our health in how we're living our life in positive or negative ways. And we can change all of that. And we can change it very quickly using the tools of the unconscious mind, one of which is hypnotherapy. No, it's so fascinating. I feel that a lot of people know more about their electronic devices or their car. <laughs> than they do about the mind. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's not taught. And really, the understanding of the mind is fairly recent. 
And so unless people are going back and choosing to study it, they're not capturing it through, you know, as they go through their daily lives. But there's a lot of text out about it right now. And if people are interested in this, you can absolutely dive in and learn more. And I fell into it myself. And then I fell in love with it to the point where I continued my training so I can then teach it to others because it is so powerful and life-changing that I wanted to be share, able to share that with other people and get this message out. So I appreciate you having me on this podcast and just having this conversation. Well, I am so happy that you could join us here today. And I feel that I have really become very fascinated about the mind through meditation because it has enabled me to create the space to actually watch my mind and how it behaves. And, you know, of course, many people have heard of the monkey mind from thought to thought or the doggy mind, how you're chasing your thoughts. Right. And it's really wild, our mind. If we are the observer just watching our thoughts, feelings and sensations, it's like a roller coaster ride. And we just let ourselves go for the ride instead of like pulling in the reins and, you know, pausing. Yes. And pausing is so important. And one of the biggest reasons is that when we don't pause, we are, as you said, we're on the hamster wheel in our mind. And that creates stress and turmoil and confusion. And when we're in that stress state, it's also very hard to be able to focus because the mind is going ping, 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 ping. And we're getting pulled in all of these different directions. And it takes us a lot longer to get anything done, for starters. When we calm the mind and we can get into that place of focus, we can be more productive, which then allows us more time to also sit and create space in our day and let our mind calm so that we can then get more done overall in less time. And how many people would like to get more done in less time? Instead of running around like a headless chook, feeling like there's always too much to do in the day and you can't get it all done. That is the stress state. And that stress state then has downline impacts, negative impacts on your health. Whereas taking that time, even if it's just five minutes at a time to stop, breathe, calm the mind, and then get back to it, that can have profound positive impacts on your productivity but also on your health. And I've been doing a longevity course recently that I've almost finished. And that came up in our longevity course is one of the things that they see that is helping people live longer. When we talk about longevity, we're talking about 100 being the new 80, healthily being 100 years old, being 100 years old and still able to move your body and do the things that you want to do. And how do you get there? One of the things is to be taking rest breaks during your day now. So we're not burning out our brain on the way to 100. Absolutely. I I know that for me, for I would say the last nine to 10 years, I have had a small portion of my afternoon, maybe five to 15 minutes of a meditation. Mm -hmm. You know what? That enabled me. So people think, even in my teaching career, People think that that's taking time away from your job or time away from your productivity. 
but it didn't because it actually cleared my mind. Yes. Uh, when you're in that fight, flight, and freeze mode, you can't think straight. It exactly. cleared my mind and I showed up better. Yes. Like, I was just like in the morning, fresh start. And then instead of dragging the end of the day, I was present and in really good form, patient and kind and clear thinking. Yes, exactly. That's what it does for you. And you're right. People think I don't have time for that. But the reality is when you make the time for that, which doesn't take a lot of time, you get back time and you feel better in your body and in your mind. Absolutely. And another way to do it if people can't sit still is to do a walking meditation. It's better if you're near nature. So find your local park, go into the woods, whatever you have around you, and just walk and wander and let your mind wander and then bring your thoughts back, just like you would do in a meditation if you're sitting. The mind will wander. That's what the mind is designed to do. And then just bring your thoughts back. Or even forest bathing, which is designed to be hours at a time. However, you can still do a little bit of forest bathing in short amount of time where you go in and you focus on one sense. I'm just going to see all the different colors of greens and all the different colors in the forest today. And another day you might go in and go, I'm going to be really tuned into the sounds that I can hear. And when you get hyper-focused on one sense like that, it again allows the mind to calm, push out everything else, and it gives you that same meditative stage and the benefits that come with that. So it's very powerful. Very powerful. I really feel that it's a necessity because we are on overload. You know, I know with sometimes there could be a video or a movie playing and then you could be on your phone and then there could be a conversation. It's not unusual to have three stimuli, external stimuli going on at one time. It's not at all. And especially in the younger generation, and I see that in my own young adult kids, if I watch a movie, I'm watching a movie. But they never are watching a movie, maybe in a theater, but at home, they'll be watching a movie and on their phone. And then someone they'll talk to each other. And it's fascinating to see. And that's a lot of stimuli all at once that the brain is then filtering and creating their reality. It's fascinating. It's fascinating. And unless we stop to notice, we can let it go rampant in ourselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I would like to talk about, so we're talking about the mind and detoxing the mind. And, you know, there's the unconscious mind and then there's the conscious mind. And then there's the critical faculty. Mm-hmm. Tell us about this a little bit more. Yes. So the critical faculty is like a lace barrier between the conscious and the unconscious mind. They are separate until we get into a state of deep trance and hypnotherapy. And then the critical faculty comes right down and the mind becomes one. And that's why hypnotherapy is so effective. But in the rest of our day, they are in fact separate. Now, We can use tools of NLP to go around the critical faculty and access the unconscious mind. And those are what I refer to as the tools of the unconscious mind. But that critical faculty only develops around the ages of seven to nine years old when children learn logical thinking, critical thinking. Prior to that, they are also fully in their 
one mind, the conscious mind and the unconscious mind are merged and everything they're doing in their imagination when they're playing cops and robbers and princesses and dragons and pirate ships, they 100% believe that to be true. That is their reality. And the unconscious mind is where our imagination is. And because the unconscious mind is the 90% of the mind, that imagination is so intensely powerful. And in fact, even as adults, our body is a robot of our mind, literally. We can think things in our mind and visualize them so intensely that it causes biochemical reactions in the body. And if do you want me to do an example of that here for listeners? I, I would love you to share it with the listeners. Sure. So I'm going to walk you through this. And I know you've done this with me before. But what I want you to do and all the listeners as well, as long as they're not driving. And if they're driving, then you can do this later because I, I would like you to close your eyes so that you can visualize really well. And I want you to go into your kitchen and see your refrigerator in the kitchen and open that refrigerator door. And it's a really hot day. And so that blast of cold air from the refrigerator is refreshing. And right on the shelf smack in front of you is a big, juicy lemon. And I want you to take that big, juicy lemon and hold it in your hand and you feel the coolness of the skin of the lemon in your palm as you close your refrigerator door and walk over to your kitchen counter where your cutting board is and you put that lemon on the cutting board and you notice the dimples of the lemon on the skin and you get out your knife and you slice that lemon in half. And as you slice that lemon in half, you feel some of the juice splash out onto your fingers and you take that one half and you slice it in half again. And now you have a quarter wedge of lemon. And you lift that up towards your mouth and you can smell the fragrance of that lemon. And some of the juices are now running down your fingers. And you open your mouth and you take a bite of that lemon. And all of the juices squirt inside your mouth. And it's so cooling and refreshing. And it's got that lemon taste. And you're just enjoying that in your mouth moment of freshness and how refreshing is it and cooling on this hot, hot day. And so what happens, Linda, as I had you visualize that lemon? Oh, you know, right when I bite it, first of all, I feel like it's squirting right mm -hmm. before I even wrap my lips around it. But it's just my, the, the saliva in my mouth that increases. I feel like this puckering sensation. I really am present to the experience as if it's really happening. Exactly. And that's how powerful our mind is, as if it's really happening. The mind doesn't know the difference between reality and what you are visualizing. And so I saw your lips puckering. And so people who are watching this on video can, will have noticed that as well. And yes, that saliva is forming in your mouth. That is a biochemical reaction. It was forming in my mouth too, because the unconscious mind also takes everything personally. So even though I was creating this for you, my unconscious mind was going through the identical experience. It's so fascinating. And you know, while you're saying this, 
it brings to mind that uh, I've heard that there are rides, I guess, in Walt Disney World and other places where they actually have these sensory uh, experiences while you're in this little cart or, or theater so that it becomes even more powerful, even more present that you are in the full experience. And I think that's not just Disney anymore. Just down at my local theaters, you can pay a higher ticket price for some movies where the chairs will move. You might get a squirt of a scent. You might get squirted with a little bit of water at a certain point in the movie. You know, it's a 3D movie, the 4D movie experience now. And yes, it's heightening all of our experience so that we are fully present and bring all of that in. So there's really, the thing is, is we can do that on our own. We don't have to pay extra for the movie ticket in order to have that done for us. We can do that on our own. And that is the power of our unconscious mind. It is literally limitless. Whatever you can think, whatever you can imagine, you can bring into your reality. So what are you imagining? Are you imagining things that lift you up, a life of prosperity, happiness, health, wealth, etc., joy? Or are you imagining something else? Because unfortunately, so often we limit ourselves and we imagine and put ourselves into a trance of, I can't do it. This isn't working. Cancel, cancel, cancel. And we limit ourselves versus allowing ourselves to be expansive and imagining this incredible life so that our unconscious mind can then get the resources to help us achieve that. And it's absolutely possible. Because if you can have saliva start happening in your mouth when you think about a lemon, that's just one example. And the reality is we can't have anything until we first think it. The thought has to come first. How do you have something, achieve something if you haven't thought about it first? It doesn't happen. Exactly. Dr. Wayne Dyer always says, live as if your dreams have already been answered. But that's exactly created the imagery and the mindset in your mind in order to vibrate like that, in order to create that outcome. Exactly. Exactly. And the other thing, too, that I love about the power of our imagination is that our ability to affect change quickly when we use the tools of the unconscious mind, gently, quickly, effectively. The conscious mind, the only behavioral change tool it has is willpower. And we know willpower doesn't work because New Year's resolutions have, you know, generally fallen off by the end of January, right? And I think it's like 80% by the end of January and 95% by the end of February. But if we instead use the powers of the unconscious mind and tools like hypnotherapy to affect the change, that's when we get lasting change. We're literally rewiring our neurology to create that change. And that might sound scary to people going, whoa, I don't want you to, you know, rewire my brain. But what if we're rewiring your neurology for positive outcomes, which is really all it should ever be used for and to make it easy and in flow as opposed to using willpower and trying to force it and then falling off. You want the outcome anyway. Let's show you how to achieve it easily and effortlessly. And that's what I love about using the tools of the unconscious mind. I know that, you know, I have clients who I have done hypnotherapy with 
And they're a little bit worried about that. And I always say to them, I cannot convince your unconscious mind unless it believes in it. So not to worry. And people, people don't really know that you can, you cannot convince your unconscious mind of something unless it buys into it. Yes. And the unconscious mind is always in control because remember, it's number one priority is to run and preserve your body. So it is always in control to keep you safe. And if it doesn't like where you're going, it will just snap out of trance. And then the hypnosis won't work. And with hypnotherapy, the hypnotherapist is simply the guide. The client is the one doing the work, their unconscious mind. And if their unconscious mind isn't comfortable, it doesn't feel safe, it's just going to snap out and not do it. Absolutely. It's I do not feel good. And I feel that a lot of people go into that state. Yeah. even. In fact, people are spending 90% of their day in trance and they don't realize it. They're not in tra- trance, but not the correct trance. Well, they're in trance. They're not, you, they're not in a deep trance, but they're still in trance. So the unconscious mind already knows how to go into trance. And with hypnosis, we will take that deeper for them. And they're also, because they're in this trance state that they're automatically going into and they don't know about the power of the unconscious mind, they're not using that trance for their benefit. Because in a deep state of trance, we can give suggestions to the unconscious mind of the outcomes we want to achieve or the behavior that we want to change. When we're just in a state of trance, we're not doing anything with it, right? Driving from point A to point B and you get to point B and you go, oh, I don't remember the last 10 minutes of that drive because you were driving in trance. You weren't doing anything with it. You were just driving in trance or you walk into a room and you're asking your family members, if you've seen the car keys, I can't find the car keys. And someone points out they're in your hand because you picked them up when you were in a state of trance. And then you come out of that trance and you consciously go looking for them and they're not there. We've all done that. Glasses on top of your head that you can't find, right? We literally spend 90% of our day in trance. TV and movies are designed to put us in trance. Political campaigns, slogans from big business that are marketing to us are all designed to put us in trance. So our body naturally knows how to go into trance. I should say our mind naturally knows how to go into trance. Then it's a matter of learn how to use that for your benefit. Absolutely. It's, it's so powerful. I know that I know you deal with, you have many programs coming up. I know I have emotional detox program coming up that talks exactly about that, but it is something that you really want to, if it's, if you want to shift how your, your habitual habits, then you have to really dive deep into understanding the mind a little bit because we, are just reacting most of the time. And we are. Reacting. And here's the thing, is the unconscious mind does what works. Yes. And when we're born, we are born like the hardware of a computer. And then we spend the next seven to nine years before that critical faculty kicks in. Download, download, download all the software. Learning how to live in our family, in society, in the school system, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the unconscious mind is figuring out what works and develops these strategies because it's busy. It's getting 12 million bits per second, right? So it's trying to create strategies that when this happens, I do this. When this happens, I do this. So that it doesn't have to think about it anymore, right? It's not learning something new every single time. It's like, oh, I can do this when this happens. I know how to deal with this. 
So we develop all of these strategies in that zero to nine-year-old age group. And after that, because, you know, we're pretty good at living life now, we don't update them. We update our phone every time there's a new update, but we're not updating our own software. And then we get into adulthood. And at some point we get stuck. Things aren't working. We're not getting where we want to go. What's causing us to be stuck? Well, it's very often these strategies. And as you mentioned, our emotional toxicities, because that's the other thing society does is society tells us, you know, boys don't cry, big girls don't cry, don't bring your emotions to work. And we learn as young children, we're not supposed to feel our emotions as opposed to learning, feel them, allow them to flow through the body and release them. So we're all walking around with all these stuffed down emotions, which do become toxic over the course of our lifetime. And that's where people need help with a course like yours, a breakthrough program in order to release those emotional toxins, change the strategy so their inner five-year-old or inner seven-year-old isn't trying to run their life when they're 35 because they're not qualified to do that. It's so funny you say that because I will talk to somebody and the words that come out of their mouth, I'm like, seriously? You're an adult? That sounds like a child's voice. Just yes. like, I'm, yes. not say, I'm not going to say it out loud to them because they do not want to hear it. However, it's like, that is very interesting. Absolutely. Absolutely. And in, you know, I've experienced that very recently with somebody who was in their 70s, who was concerned about me teaching hypnotherapy. Because she's told me that the Bible says you shouldn't do that because hypnotherapy can open up someone else's mind to allow the evil in. I sat on that email for about 24 hours before I decided how to respond. And I said, in my training, hypnotherapy is helping people achieve what they want in life. It's always used for their betterment, for their health, for their business goals, for whatever it is. And it's simply using the power of our unconscious mind. That's all. And we've been given the gift of the unconscious mind. So if we've been given that gift and we're using it for good, to me, that's a very Christian thing to be doing. Helping people. That's all I'm doing. I know. And you help in so many ways. I would like you to share with all the listeners how you help so that maybe they can reach out to you in the future. Absolutely. And I just want to finish that last little story because it was that oh, little right. girl thing. The little girl words that came out of the 70-year-old via email was she wrote back and said, thank you for your very gracious response. I'm glad that we can still be friends. And I was just surprised by the, I'm glad that we can still be friends. That sounds like a five-year-old. Huh? right? Coming out of a 70-year-old. So you're absolutely right that our strategies have our inner child running our life. And so how people can get hold of me is uh, I'm at yourguidedhealthjourney.com. And right there at the top, I have a book button and I have a contact me button. So you can send me an email via the contact me button if you'd like to book in for a complimentary discovery call, you can go ahead and do that. 
And I do have a couple of programs coming up in November. On November 17th, I'm teaching a one-day masterclass, Learn Self-Hypnosis, so that you can make this a lifestyle for yourself. And then in December, December 8th to 10th, I am teaching the Krasner Method of Hypnotherapy, which is a designation program, the same one you did, Linda, so that you can become a hypnotherapist and use this one-to-one working with your clients and help them get the results they're looking for more effectively, quickly, and in a really beautiful, gentle way. And then on a completely different topic, I do have two workshops in October uh, called Don't Let Your Hormones Ruin Your Life. And they are designed to help people who are struggling with menopause, PMS, and uh, looking at our female hormones and giving space to educating people around that because we're not supposed to suffer. And yet there isn't education around that for people. We get education around puberty in the school system, but then there's no venue for education after that. And so people don't know. They talk to their friends, their mothers, their sisters, and they hear all of those symptoms. And then they think, oh, okay, when I have those symptoms, that's normal. Symptoms are never normal. Symptoms are your body's way of talking to you to say something's out of balance. What can we do about it? And so I'm teaching those workshops as well. Well, they sound really fantastic because it's something that I'm interested in. And I know many of the listeners. And I would like to add that you have a fabulous podcast that talks about so many different areas of health, which I listen to and I thoroughly learn from and enjoy. Thank you so much. I appreciate you listening. And yes, it's called Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call. And the purpose of that podcast is to provide health education, empower people in their health journey, and have them realize just how many options there are in their health journey and how many steps they can take themselves. Because again, that isn't taught through our mainstream education or health system. I had to go learn it myself elsewhere, and now I share what I learned. Beautiful. Thank you for being on A Call for Love because we met as I was in your course for hypnotherapy, which I loved and I use all the time. And now you've become a really great supportive colleague and friend. And I really, really appreciate that. You are always so responsive to my messages. And I just really resonate with your message. And I know we're very aligned. So I really thank you for being on A Call for Love. And I know the listeners will feel that alignment. And, you know, whatever we can offer to them to invite more love and kindness, empathy, compassion, because you know what? Good is not good enough. That's what I said. Good is not good enough. How are you? Good. Well, do you want to be good or do you want to be great? No, it doesn't mean you're going to be great every second. But personally, I want to be great. I strive for awesome. Great. Awesome. It's all awesome, isn't it? (laughs) Anyways, thank you so much for joining A Call for Love. I thoroughly enjoy it. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me, Linda. I appreciate it. From my heart to yours, all the listeners, namaste. Thank you for listening. It would mean so much to me if you could share this episode with someone you feel could benefit from its message and subscribe to A Call for Love podcast to receive new weekly episodes every Tuesday. Head over to globalwellnesseducation.com to learn more.